Alan Kring Productions, in association with the Emergent Light Studio, presents the Illinois State Collegiate Compendium, Academic Lectures in Business and Economics. This is Business Finance, FIL 240, for Autumn Semester 2023. Welcome to Business Finance, FIL 240, Section 2. For autumn semester 2023, my name is Professor Alan Kring. You can call me Professor Kring or Professor C. No first names among us. Uh, the course, uh, I'll talk for about 10 minutes here, and then the Cengage representative will come, will come in and give you the heads up on what, you, uh, what your options are for the textbook for the course. You will also have a link, the Cengage package is required. You also will get a requirement for to get certified in Excel. We've gotten so much pressure from businesses to have certification that it's now in my classes, it's something you have to do. And I'll get into that in a little while, uh, a little while later. Now, as far as the course is concerned, you uh, read the syllabus. Make sure that you understand how this course works. There is the textbook and the Cengage homework. There are homework exercises that are for the chapter, and then there are some really easy Excel exercises as well. That part of the course is intended to boost your grade. It's not that hard to get a really solid grade in the Cengage part of the course. You get three tries on the uh, homeworks and the Excels are easy, but then you also have the uh, Excel certification. That's 5% of your grade. If you pass the cert, uh, then you get 100% for that part. I have in-class quizzes, and then there is the midterm and the final exam. And that's all laid out in the syllabus for you. I drop your three lowest of your quizzes, and I do not give makeups of quizzes. You might, unless you've got, I've got a notification from the registrar's office, then I will, but other than that, those three drops are for the purpose of if you miss a quiz. You should be here every day because I get, <coughs> excuse me, I pour a lot of content at you and it starts out hot and heavy and it gets, goes from there. Little bit of caution, I am loud and aggressive. I will come up to you and I will ask you questions right in front of everyone, and if you're wrong, I'll just say, that was the dumbest damn answer I ever heard. No, I won't do that, but I expect you to be responsive to me, because that's how it's going to be out there in the business world for you. Now, a little background on me. I have Asperger's syndrome, so if you know what that means, that means it, it's good, but if you don't, I'm very loud. I don't understand social norms much at all. I am rule-based, and then if I'm not in a rule, then I am confused. But I started out, I'm a high school dropout, and then I went to college because I aced the exam, the SAT, and then I flunked out of college, so I joined the Army and uh, got an honorable discharge. The Army was not as good as you might hear. They told me I got to kill people, but they didn't tell me the part about they get to kill me back. So that kind of, talk about not full disclosure. But, uh, and then I got out and I did, I traveled on a gospel evangelism tour for a while. And then I went uh, back to Ohio State and I rolled through my degrees there and I taught there for eight years. And then I got into consulting. And I ran my own brokerage house, Penny Stock House. And I got so deeply involved in, in, with bad people in the consulting world that I am lucky to have come out with my life. And I'll tell you some stories from that world along the way. I am a business person. I run my own company. It's been my company now. It's been, <coughs> it's been almost 12 years now. It's been in business. When I'm not a professor, I'm a professional artist and photographer. And I run my own show, and I, it's a corporation, and I'll tell you real-world stories and financials from my own, what I do and what the experience is of putting finance into your life. I have a storefront on Amazon.com, um, and my company's called Emergent Light Studio. And uh, you can't afford my artwork, so knock it off trying to go there and buy something. But uh, uh, what was I? Oh, let me show you real quick. Uh, 
Amazon.com slash Emergent Light Studio. Amazon has been good enough to take care of me for years. That's my work, large scale. These are huge pieces of artwork and photography. But anyway, enough of that. But so when I talk to you about business, I do have some idea of what business is. Uh, also, you see this on me. I'm podcasting all of my lectures, every one I process at the end of the day. I was one of the first educators who was taken in by Apple iTunes many years ago, and they still broadcast podcast my. Um, they still pick up my podcast. Here's my origin origin site right here. And this is all last semesters when I get content for this. And then Apple Spiders pick it up from here. And you can listen to it here. Just click here and you'll get... They require a lot of professional development. Oh, shut up. And uh, But anyway, now if you don't want to be on my creepy-ass website, you can go over. Here's the Apple whatever they call it, it's iTunes, po Apple Podcast, whatever. This is, these are the lectures there too. You have no reason not to spend your time listening to my lectures. When you're eating, sleeping, taking a crap, engaging in love, you can all do all of these. You can do those and listen to my podcast too. <laughs> You'll get used to this, I think. But anyway, so I, I am... Uh, giving you this. This is not a replacement for being in the class and enjoying the dream of having the best professors who ever walked the earth uh, teach you. But if you are in a pinch or reviewing or you can't be in class one day, this is where you go to listen to the lecture. And these are all going to be up there for you to listen to. And like I said, I, I when I'm finished here for the day, I go home, I feed my cats, I feed myself in that order, and then I process these. So they're up on my site by about nine, eight, nine o'clock. And then the spiders, those are those millions of bots that prowl the web. Apple spiders, sometimes they'll pick me up within a couple of minutes and it'll be here on the iTunes site. Sometimes it's more like an hour. But you can be rest assured that it's going to be uh, available to you. Now on this site, uh, the scrolling marquee here, that's just simply any links or something. If I get killed in an accident or I have a heart attack and die, I'll put it here. And then I'll also put it up there where when I'll be back for the next lecture. But aside from that, uh, also if you're into LinkedIn, which you should be by now, you can find my profile on LinkedIn and you have to reach out to me. I cannot uh, do an invite that's considered harassment, you know, being a perv trying to find people to be my friends. So, uh, literally, you can't do it. They, you have to connect to me. But if you want to, you can do that. Now, the, um, you have to do the Excel certification. You get through that, that badge shows up on your LinkedIn page. I have all these employers bitching. Uh, it's gotten to be uh, terrible. They say, well, he said he had, uh, he had Excel on his resume. He said he knew Excel, and he didn't. See, this is, this is what they're looking for now. They don't care if you, you say you knew Jesus. They, they want the badge. and. Those are really hard to get. I can't get one. And he said, no, you're going to hell. Uh, but hey, look, do this. It's, it's 5% free, 100% for 5% of your grade. Do it and get it over with. I've got the uh, certification uh, program is one of the top corporate uh, uh, certifiers in the nation. It's called Wall Street Prep. And they have, you can click on the certification, you get, a, you get a deal because I deliver so much business to them. They also have a certification in a, what blew me away, they got a certification for um, PowerPoint. And I thought, well, this is a joke. So I took it, I had no idea PowerPoint was like what they, what you learn in there. So you can do that one, that was optional. And they're pick, putting together a nice package of certifications for me. Now, um, what else was I going to say? Just stay with the flow of the course. 
The deadlines are listed, big orange dots and send gauge, get this done by this date. And if you miss the deadline, you start to lose per, uh, percent, percent per day, a certain percentage per day if you go past the deadline. That, as I said, the send gauge and the Excel is meant to give you a good high score so that when you so that when you get to the midterm and the final exam, where I'm trying to crush your hopes and dreams, you will not be in such bad shape. But get, just get it done. It's part of the flow. You're in that place now where you've gotten through the bad, the fun times, and now you're really grinding it down, most of you are. So this shouldn't be too difficult. I'm going to have the Cengage rep talk to you here in just a minute, as soon as I try to remember what else I was going to say to you before uh, uh, before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> okay. Um, now, as far as my, I, I've taught across the curriculum. I've taught mathematics, English grammar, composition, and literature, paralegal, accounting, economics. I'm a actually a financial economist. My specializations are international finance, corporate finance, and derivatives. Every day in this class, we start with me saying, let's look at the numbers. Because every day, I'm going to teach you about the stock and bond markets, and commodity markets. We're going to look at the screens. And by the time this course is over, I anticipate that you will know enough that you don't have to rely on those idiots that on the internet and on the TV programs. You'll know how to make decisions for yourself. I will help you get ownership of your future success. In a course like this, in college, we are not teaching you how to make a quick buck tomorrow in the markets. We're teaching you how to play the long game. Because if you're in it for a quick buck, I might as well teach you how casinos work. I've been there. I've been in New York. I've been in Chicago. We're there to take your money. I mean, and I'm very happy to take yours to this day. You want to invest and make a quick buck? I'll take your lunch money. And you'll be so poor, you won't even be able to afford the OR. You'll just be Poe, okay? As my Kentucky ancestors would have said. P.O. Poe. And that's the way it works. But if you play it the way I do, and the way my former students who are now on Wall Street and in Chicago, I, he, one of my uh, traders from about, uh, he was my student about six, seven years ago. He says, let me talk to him, let me talk to him. And I thought, well, maybe I will. He was up here for, a, he, he gave a speech to the Illinois State Students in Finance last spring, and I may have him come back down and do that again. So he and I, he, he's preaching the gospel, what I tell you, and he'll just preach it right to you what I teach him those tricks and those charts and those, those neat little nifty things that are, that's bullshit. You're gonna just lose money and we're happy to let you lose money. Our motto in brokerage is the house always wins. It's the same motto in casinos. You may win or lose, but we will always win. If it's your expense, well, boo-hoo. It's that harsh out there, and I'll talk more about that after I've given Chris a chance to uh, make everyone happy. But keep in mind that this is not going to be your typical course. I pour it on, I give you, by the end of the course, I have a terminology sheet for you, the study for the final. Right now it has 117 words or terms, many of them different. You are the leaders of the future. May God help us. 99 more than 99% of the people don't understand. We have to be there to take care of them and to give them the false sense of empowerment that they need to go on from day to day. But we are the ones who have to take care of them. You and I and all the others who have the degrees in business have to know what the truth is or the approximation of it. That means that you put your own politics aside. If you're a Trump lover or a Biden drooler, I don't give a rat's ass. That has nothing to do with your success in the business world, and especially in finance. We can't be having our biases play to us, play to our actions. It is all the mathematics of the wheel of time going around the world every day, 24-7, 
forever. And we are just going to jump on that wheel and you are going to help move that wheel to where we know it should be down the road. Without further ado, let me bring on Chris Olson, the Cengage representative. Chris, try, try to uh, upstage me. I'm trying to do that the last five years, it's impossible. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? How many of you have already seen me at least once today? Super. The last class was like everybody had seen me. Yeah, them. and they were already bored with they were you. They like, all right, are you done talking to you? So my name is Chris Olson. I work for Cengage Learning. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about getting you guys logged into MindTap. Not to be confused with Spinal Tap, which most of you are old enough to get that joke. But yeah. Professor Cream was. Yes. That was really good for me. That's right. Yeah. So my name is Chris Olson. I've been doing this with Cengage for about 12 years now. What we're going to do today is get you guys logged into MindTap, talk about some of the different uh, ways to log in, better pricing options, and just in general housekeeping issues as we go along. Before I start, how many of you have a Cengage account already? Large Whoa. How many of you do not? Okay, if I can make that part quick. I'll make it real quick and snappy. There's a couple of you, but I still, I will still go through it. And I'm sure at this point you can figure that part out. So we're also going to talk today a little bit about Cengage Unlimited. How many of you know what Cengage Unlimited is? Several of you. How many are you using it right now? Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, right now, Illinois State University ranks number two in the state of Illinois in Cengage Unlimited's description. Since we started Cengage Unlimited in 2018 as our Netflix answer to publishing, over 17,000 Illinois State University students have used it, saving over $1.7 million. That's over since 2018. It's kind of a big deal, because as publishers, we know we are the bad guys. You guys think we're out to rob you. That used to be the case, but when we came up with this, everybody thought we were crazy. They thought, what a stupid idea it is to offer a subscription to students, you're gonna lose money. We did, we did lose a little bit of money, but we gained an immense amount of market share. And that was where we are winning. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, I notice as I look around the room, I see a lot of little Apple signs from here. Uh, one big thing, please do not use Safari. It's a major no-no. Same thing with Internet Edge. You can argue with me as long as you want, but I will tell you the one time you need MindTap to work, and you're using Safari or Edge, it will not work. They're just not 100% reliable. So if you have a MacBook, please download Chrome or Firefox. Okay? That's all that, that part. Everybody knows how to log into Canvas, right? Yes? Good. They may not know how to get into Canvas. Good. But you're going to need to do that today. For those of you who have seen my dog and pony show before, you will hear me talk about the support.cengage.com site. This is now listed in Canvas. This is the beauty of Canvas. Last year and in years past, I don't have to tell you to staple this to your forehead, put a tattoo, write in permanent marker so you guys saw support.sengage.com. Because what happens over the, over the span of the semester, students will inevitably have some type of problem that happens with their computer. Nine times out of ten, it's clear as tattoo cookies using the wrong browser or something specific with their particular computer. If you email Professor Crane and say, Professor Crane, I can't get in my tab, he's going to email me and then I'm going to turn you right back to the site. So in order to save two or three emails and some time, go to support.sengage.com. We will take a short look at it at the very end just to make sure you guys know what that looks like, okay? Sengage Unlimited, we talked about it. It's been a huge deal for us. This is the list currently of courses that are at you. I just went through an audit of this, I think, Thursday or Friday. I now own ISU. It used to be three reps, it used to be two reps, now there's one rep, me. I handle the entire school. This list is supposed to double in the next year. That's how much business I'm going to be taking away with Sengage Unlimited. So this, for you, you'll see this listed in the course. You can take a look at this and see what other classes are available to you to use with your Sengage Unlimited subscription. The idea with Sengage Unlimited is you pay one subscription either semester, year, or two years, and you don't have to pay anything else unless you decide you want to rent the textbook, okay? So that means if you're taking something in the next year, you're taking this course, you're taking any list of courses that are on here, you can buy the one-year subscription that's 189, or you can buy the two-year, which is 254, I believe, okay? That's two full calendar years or one full calendar year. That means fall, spring, and summer. So even if you go home for summer and it's, or take an online course somewhere else, if it's a same-age product, you can still utilize that subscription also in the spring, you can utilize that as well. I tell you this because what happens is some students will just get the one semester, which is $124.99, and then halfway through the semester, they will realize, oh shit, I have another class. In the spring, it's gonna be a same age course. Well, 
You don't have to pay that 124 all over again. We don't want you to do that. We want you to only have to pay the 189, save yourself $64 or whatever it comes out to. Um, so make sure that before the two weeks is up, you look at your calendar, look at your schedule, classes you'll have to take in the next year, and make sure you're buying the right subscription. That's that two weeks you cannot upgrade. Okay? Everybody got that? We'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. I just want to make sure that was clear. I will put this list inside of Canvas. If it isn't in already, I did put it in the 01. So it, no, it, it's all going to link, so you might as well take off that 001 on that Perfect. because they're all, it's all the same course now. So they merged this course, and I kept asking them, like, where is your other section? I'm supposed to be in the other section. Well, they merged the courses in here, puts everybody in the, in the same grade book, and makes everything all sorts of nice and fancy, but it's a little hard for us to figure out where everybody's at. So, singles limited. So how do we get in? Pretty easy now. Used to be you could click on what you mentioned at, and that was all you had. Now we have all these instructions that I'm yelling at you about this afternoon are already in Canvas. So if you forget everything I told you today, and you have a nice care this evening, and forget and kill some brain cells, you can go into Canvas tomorrow, and it's all going to be there. Okay, that's the beauty of Canvas. So we're going to start out. We click on that FIL 240. I will take off the old one because you all are in the same section. You're going to click on that, and as you can see, in great big blue letters, I put this in here just for that reason. You will hear me harp on that a lot, about staying out of Safari, staying out of Internet Edge, or Explorer Edge, okay? We want you to stay out of they just don't work. Chrome, Firefox works the best, okay? How many of you, I think I asked this earlier, most of you have a Sage account, correct? By raising hands, make the air movement in here, it's hotter than heck in here as usual. All right. So let's talk about this. The first time you click on web or on uh, my tab link, this is what you're going to see. For most of you, if you've already logged into another course or you have an account and it recognizes you, it'll just push you right through the screen, the two screens ahead. However, if you're brand new, you want to click on create a student account, enter in all the information, check the very last box. There are two boxes at the bottom. One asks if you want to see promotional discounts from Cengage. We will send you emails from time to time about focus groups and discounts and trying to feedback because we want to see your voice. Once you create your account, it will send you an email. This is the part where everybody gets hung up on. If you're a new student, you have to check your email first and verify that it's you, okay? If for some reason you notice when it gives you this part right here, where it says check your email, if that's the wrong email address because you typed it in wrong, go back and start all over because it needs to verify that email. That two-point authentication is a big deal now. We started doing that in COVID and they just kind of kept it up from there. It may not happen instantaneously, so give about five or 10 minutes, especially now with everybody on it, this is the first day of classes, okay? Any questions on new accounts? Awesome. Moving right along, when you come to the base screen, if you've already got an account and it sees you, it will take you into this page required. We are in the 16th edition of the financial management course. Not to be confused with the <laughs> Professor Green's uh, course for summer in Panama, which we didn't figure out to the very end. So Awkward. Still works. <laughs> my, my perfect record is current. However, it was a very interesting conversation. I've been on vacation for about eight days and came back, and all I saw was, are we in the right book? We are in the wrong book. But the mind is very similar, so it didn't make things easier. So for most of you, you're just going to click Continue. And then if you went to the bookstore and got the access code, which probably zero of you did because it's 200 and some odd dollars at the bookstore, if you did go get the bundle, take it back. Take it back, get your money back, okay? The bookstore pricing is insane, and I will tell you why. Because our paper prices are insane. Uh, ever since COVID, with paper shortages and supply chain issues, our print books are through the roof. Which is one of the reasons why Sending Employment is such a great idea because not only can you get access to MindTap in the ebook, you can also rent the textbook for free. You just pay the $9.99 shipping and handling, which we also send you the return authorization code on that sticker. You put that in the semester right back at you. So basically, for $124.99 or $189 plus the $9.99, you're getting the same thing you would if you went to the bookstore. Okay. For now, you have 14 days to figure it out. We do this on purpose. We know that the beginning of semester has a lot of costs affiliated with it. You've got books, you got apartments, you got food, sheets, all sorts of stuff for your apartment that you need, electronics. So we want to make sure we give you that two weeks worth of grace. It also gives you the time to take a look at your schedule down the road and figure out which semi-delimited subscription is right for you. Okay? 
So for the time being, you will click on temporary access unless you've already purchased Cengage Unlimited, okay? Even if you purchase one semester, you can still upgrade, but for now, you don't have to do anything for the next 14 days, okay? So I'm gonna go into the live version real quick here, bear with me. Any questions while I'm going through here? Is anybody else sweating that? <laughs> All right, get into the live course here. Has anybody gotten in, into MyTap already and seen the course? A couple of you? Good. Always good to hear some people getting out in front of it. Push this over here. So I went in as a student. I click on this. It's going to open up. Hopefully. I'm going to put in my student email address. Sorry, I get the See? Let's try that again. There. I have 14 accounts, and unfortunately, it tried to log me in as a instructor, which would change the whole balance of it. Okay. You may get this warning. This is something new, and I'm not sure if it's just me. You might get this warning for some reason if you've used Alkin email addresses with your account. This will pop up. Um, we also had a serious issue last semester with one student who decided to send his same age limiting code around to 54 different students who had 54 classes linked to his account. He is now in jail for fraud. But over $10,000 fraud. So, your code, your name. That's part of the reason why that's up there. We don't take too kindly to that, unfortunately. So once it comes up, it's going to be that screen where we showed you before. It's going to ask you to pay. Obviously, I'm not paying anything today, so it's just going to have me continue. Why did it put me that one? That's not right. Oh, it's because I'm in the summer course. <laughs> yeah, right that one's over. I'm so over Panama. It was hot down there. Well, we're just going to go back to the PowerPoint. So once you got that, once that two weeks is up, you're going to notice where it says temporary access. This will say uh, payment required. You'll click review purchase options. From there, you'll decide whether or not you're going to do sending to limited. If you decide you want to rent the book, as I mentioned before, you can go ahead and click on rental options. And then we're in MindTap. So let's go back into MindTap here. Bear with me for just one moment. Having logged into the summer course, which is not what we want to do. Are there any questions so far? So, for how many of you use mind tap off the top of your head? Just raise your hand. Get the air moving. What do you guys think of it? Comments, questions? Does it work? Is it gameable? <laughs> always another one to ask. Survivable. Survivable, yes. I think that's probably closer to it. Fall. There we go. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Starting to stress out there for a second. I know, I know it's in there. Okay, so we're going to go through student view. So everything I talked about in here, there's a video that's in there, there's a download group start guide, the tech support link we talked about earlier, which was a big deal, as I mentioned before. It's going to take us into, into MyTap. So some things in MyTap to remember. You're going to notice in MyTap there are going to be due dates and due times that are set up. For those of you who haven't heard my spiel before, it means if it says it's going to be due at 11.59 on August 27, that means you have to be done and submitted by 11.59 p.m. If you are halfway through the, the problem set and you have clicked on grade it now, which I'll show you what that looks like here in a moment, it will take your last time that you click grade it now or save, which I'll show you what that means, and that's all it's going to take. It's going to push that score to Canvas. So, for example, when I go into Chapter 1 here, and if I want to make things easier, I can click on the calendar. The calendar is going to tell you everything is due. If you want to find out what's due, it'll show it in Canvas, and it'll show it in the MindTap calendar icon. If we're over here, this is what we call the learning path. That's going to show every chapter of the ebook. You will also notice here in some of these that you can't get into those already, okay? We have these locked until a certain date because we want to keep you in line with the class. We don't want you to try and push through and do the whole semester's worth of work and then stop coming to class. Because that's just no fun. You'll miss all of Professor Crane's lectures, and that's just no fun. 
So we want to make sure that you guys are in here following the chapters one at a time under the applied to get the chapter one assignment. So you can see right there in progress because when I was in the last class, I started this assignment. I didn't do the whole assignment, but I went in because I wanted to show everybody here this particular assignment, while 40 points worth, you can see next to each one of these sections, it's seven sections of about three or four questions. So you're looking at about 21 responses that you're going to have to put in there. If this is due at 11.59, you started at 11.50, the odds of you being able to get through this are very slim. I wouldn't bet on it. But what we want to make sure that you guys understand about this is the way that this particular problem set is lo loaded up is, it's built on a particular program that's not not AI, it's not adaptive, it basically is just going to give you different responses each time you go through. So I went through, read the questions, when I'm done, I click on this little button down here that says grade it now, after I put in my last answer. So the idea is when I click grade it now, so I got a point eight out of three. <laughs> out of three oh. But you get question every answer. So the beauty of this particular program is though, now I get an explanation. So instead of having to do one time through and have to ask Professor Crane questions or Google it or send him an email or wait outside his office during his office hours, I now have the explanation of why I got that problem wrong right. In addition to that, I get to go back and I get to try another version. I get to do this three times. So we're going to let you go through it once, twice, and three times to get the best possible score that you can with this particular assignment. Okay. Only the high score counts. Yes, your highest score counts. So that might take you the very first time, I got three out of three, great. Move on to the next one. But the idea is there is some of you that may struggle with certain particular problem sets. What we're trying to do is increase your critical thinking, and we do that by throwing these questions at you three different ways. If you don't get it the first time, we'll throw it at you a different way. If you don't get it the second time, great. We'll throw it the third time. If you don't get it after three, we're still going to take the highest score out of all of what you've done. Okay? You'll notice it still shows in progress. It will show in progress until one of two things happens. You've exhausted all your tries, you've got the best score, and then you click I'm done submit assignment for gradings. Now what I will tell you is you do not click I'm done submit assignment for grading until you've exhausted all of your possible tries, okay? I've had some people who would go through and they'll do the first one to see how well they do, and then forget. That's okay. If you've gone through the first time and you get maybe, let's say you get 12 out of 17, you're okay with that. When that due date and time passes, it will shut that assignment off and it will shoot a score to Canvas. Now, if you get this done earlier and you click I'm done great assignment or submit assignment now, it's going to push that score into Canvas. It takes usually about an hour for that score to populate in Canvas, but now you'll be able to see that. Where in ReggieNet before, you would have had to go into MindTap or wait for it to be imported and everything was all over the place. Now, everything is in one concise place you'll be able to see your grades and everything else. So two schools of thought eyes, some people will do one question or one section, do all three tries, and some people do the first try and all, all the questions, see how, do they, how well they do, and then go back and do it again, okay? So keep that in mind. You can do it however you want, but just keep in mind, it's going to save up until the last time you click grade it now. So if I did nothing right now, it would just send over that 0.7 or 0.8, whatever I got. But each time you click grade it now, that's basically saving your work and allowing you to look at your feedback and then able to go back and try another try. Okay? Everybody follow me on that? These are the most important assignments you're gonna have in MindTap. There are other things that are in here for you that we have set to practice. There is a ebook that's in here. I put a little blurb in there about how to write through the ebook and create study hacks based off of that. There's also something that's called, why is this important to me, okay? A lot of times as students, you wanna know, why does this matter? What's in, what's in this for me? What am I gonna learn from this chapter? This is why we have why is this important to me, okay? These are all set to practice. They're not required, but I guarantee, if you read that question, it's gonna be something that the Professor Green's gonna talk about, and you'll be able to be engaged in the classroom. On top of that, in the reading, we also have these nice little knowledge checks. These go through and talk about what he's covering in the chapter, okay? What a great idea to be the smartest person in the room when Professor Crane asked a question because you went through and looked at the why is this important, you looked at the knowledge check. Now you're more engaged, it's a better experience for you, and, and Professor Crane likes you even more, okay? These are all things for you guys to have in here to study, okay? Are they free inside here? Yes. Are they required? No. We will also put these quick lessons in there. 
These are all animated videos that talk about whatever concepts are going on in the chapter. Once again, these are not required, but these are here for you if you didn't grasp the concept in class. Okay? So just remember you have all these at your disposal. Alright? Any questions about mind tag? Alright, how many days do you guys have to make a decision? What browser should you not use? And it is. Thank you very much. Okay, we're going to go real quick over the support site, and then I'm going to get out of here because it's too hot in here for me. Sorry. It was freezing in here this morning. It was. It usually is. Like, yeah, they, they cranked it down because I knew that the temperature in here would go up as the day went along. I mean, you put Professor Craig and Dean and Sam, that's a lot higher than the English. <laughs> you know. So this is our support site. So just to show you here, one thing to remember about the support site, if you can't find it from our frequently asked questions, Click on open a new support ticket. Open a support ticket, enter in all the information, create the case, and then hop on chat, okay? The main thing you can do to help out is get on a chat and always create a support ticket. If you create a support ticket and the chat person on the other end says that's not our problem, that's a, that's a Canvas problem, then you send Professor Cream an email and then he'll reach out to me, okay? You can view the phone time, you can call, but I will be honest with you, right now it's 118 minute wait. <laughs> And you know, here's the ridiculous thing about this. We get these emails about how great our customer support and how quick it's going. And students are on hold for 10 minutes. Wrong. I, I don't know why or what games are you doing. I've never been on hold less than half an hour. That's why I always choose to chat. If I hop on a chat, there's barely any waiting. I give my case ID number, the tech on the other end says, this is what's going on, and then we're done. Okay? In and out, we're done. Okay? The last thing I want to talk about today is something called clearing or caching cookies. How many of you here know how to do that? Several of you. We're going to go through it real quick. On your keyboard, if you have a Mac, it's going to be Command. If you have a regular PC, it's Control. So Control, Shift, and Delete, or Command, Shift, Delete, it will pull up this box. It will be very similar to this. If you're in Chrome, I think it gives you the tab to do it everything or from all time or whatever. This is something you should be doing on a daily, if not a weekly basis. With Canvas, for some reason, it keeps a lot of crap, just to be honest with you. There will be times you'll get an error message. Nine times out of ten, it's something, some cookie or something you clicked on that has caused your machine to keep that cookie in there. Clearing the cache, Control-Shift-Delete, Command-Shift-Delete, clear it all out, shut your browser down, bring it back up. 98% of the things I get from students that have been to tech support have all just been they just need to clear the cache cookies. Okay? So control, shift, delete, command, shift, delete. That'll get you all cleaned up. And if you've never done it, do it, and then you'll notice how fast your computer runs. That's what you do on a regular basis, because everything now is cookie-related, okay? Any questions? All right, I'm gonna give you back to Professor Crane. If you guys have any questions throughout the semester, I'm always around. Thank you very much. I appreciate you, as always. Go present to the welding committee now. Oh, oh, goody. I'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Right. Okay. Now, back to the fun. Uh, I, I Make sure you read the syllabus and... It's not one of those things you should blow off because then you'll have some butt hurt when you say, well, I won't be here, when can I do a makeup? And I'll say, look at the syllabus, and you'll find out you can't, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> However, just to make sure that you do know, the online assignments, those are the chapter. Now, one thing he didn't mention is when you see, and you're in the Cengage, if it has an orange dot, that's required, okay? If it doesn't have an orange dot, you can do it, it doesn't count towards your score or anything like that. So the, those orange dots, which is a chapter or homework assignments, one per chapter, that's 25% of your grade. The Excel assignments, which are, you know, it's, it's really easy to get 10 out of 10 after, with just a minute or two, a couple of minutes of work, that's 5%. Then your Excel certification, again, if you, if you pass the certification, you get 100% for it in your grade book uh, in, uh, in Canvas. And then you got your in-class quizzes. And I drop, what do I say there? Oh, the two lowest scores. I drop your two lowest scores. I'm probably going to bump that up to three lowest scores. And those will just, uh, if you're not here, that's a zero. That'll be a lowest score. That's what those are for. 
and then if you come in and you are still uh, stoned from last night and you bomb the quiz, uh, that's the one that would probably be dropped too. Although I know some students who do better on their quizzes when they're drunk. Uh, midterm exam and the final exam and the week of the midterm exam, the first Monday class, all I do is review for it, prep you. And then on Wednesday you take it. And the same for the final exam, the last class of the semester is nothing but a pour it on, get you ready for the final exam. And then there are other things from there. Now, a uh, couple of things along the way here. Uh, what was I thinking? Uh, the, your schedule is here, and it's also in the overview too. But okay, now uh, let me get out of this for a little while here, and just drop this off the off the face. In finance. Uh, it's all about thinking your way through problems, computations in a lot of cases. Now I am a mathematician and it would sound like I want you to do formulas. I do not want you to be doing more formulas than you absolutely have to. You will rely on Excel and on a financial calculator. Now I've got a financial calculator, a virtual TI-83, which has absolutely outstanding Excel function, or rather finance functions on it. But in almost any case, I will show you how to do it in Excel and on a financial calculator. In other words, you use formulas as a last resort in my classes. And that's not the way it is in a lot of classes here at Illinois State and almost anywhere anymore where they still want you to use old traditional methods. Uh, in accounting, I don't know if they're still doing it, but as of last year, you were still using tables to get present values and future values. Are they still having you use tables in there now? Well, we'll eventually get them to the 20th century. We don't do that. We use the tools of the age that we are in. We're in the age of the machines, and we use them to do all that work for us. And so a lot of, make sure that you have your laptop with you to pull uh, up Excel. In some cases, I'll even show you how, I'll build a template. Okay, we need to calculate bond yields. Well, that by hand, with a, with a calculator even, is a pain in the ass. In Excel or a TI-83, it's a joke to do it. And I'll even show you, I'm going to build the template while you watch and you've worked with me on it. And that way you are seeing how it's going to be out there in the world that you're in, where everything is, uh, all of this is being done by computers that can just beat us into the ground, they go so fast. So that's one of the things about this course is Excel and a financial calculator are what we use in this class as much as possible. Now sometimes there's a formula that's too stupid to waste time writing an Excel uh, sheet for it or something like that. Yeah, but that's not mostly the case. I want you to get down to the point where you see the process and understand why what's happening is happening and what the underlying principle, the mathematics of the universe is. Truth be told, most of finance formulas come from the world of physics. And that's just, and so, we want you to see the, I want you to see the underlying mathematics of the universe as it is expressed through the finance, uh, in finance. Now, another thing is, and I said this before, but I will be showing you the screens. Most days, almost every day, we'll start with, let's look at the screens. And that's where we will look at stock markets, bond markets, commodities markets. And through this process, you will develop the ability to make your own decisions instead of relying on talking heads on TV or internet idiots who don't who are there to boost their own uh, egos and their own revenue streams. So I'm going to give you the ability to do that yourself. As I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but in my student reviews, I just got mine from last semester, so a lot of students say that was my favorite part of every day was looking at the stock market screens and all that kind of stuff and uh, understanding what's going on here. 
uh, in this, this world. And so to that end, just very quickly, green. Green means up. Red means down. We don't care about the absolute numbers. All that matters in our world is percentages. Well, the Dow went down 700 points today. Well, that was 1%. You see, percentages are all that matter. So you look at the percentages. Now, it, don't get me wrong. Green is not, does not mean good. Red means bad. I can show you how to make money with stocks going up, and I can show you how to make money with stocks going down. It's, there's no difference to us. Now, green means a stock price or prices on index or something like that, or an exchange, the stock prices are going up. We say that's bull territory. That's a bull market or a bull stock. And if it's going the opposite way, going down, that's a bear market, a bear stock. And you don't just say, I'm gonna ask you on Wednesday, okay, bull or bear day. And you might say, well, bull. No, you say bull. You gotta be emphatic about it. Stand up for your convictions on this. Now, investors overall can be bullish or they can be bearish. And sometimes a bull in one period of time can be a bear in another period of time. Right now I am somewhat bearish on the market, but I'm a little cautious. I was took some bearish positions and the stupid market is killing me today. I'm losing money today. But always remember that this is a casino if you're going to play for a day, a week, or a month. And in a casino, the house always wins. Whether you do or not, we don't care about. Our job is to take your lunch money. And that's what I will do. If you take a position, and I know you're taking it, I'll probably take an opposite position so I can take away your lunch money and you're hungry for the rest of the day and maybe the week. And you have to tell your kids, go out and beg for some food on the streets, kids. Look, look hungry. Okay, that's just the way it is in my world. Now that sounds evil, that sounds cruel, but I'm gonna give you a little bit of a, a, an example right now before we finish looking at these screens. <sighs> you are a bread maker. You make bread, you're the only bread maker in town. You can charge whatever you want for your bread. That means you don't have to really care about you know, wasting resources, you take some flour, ugh, oops, missed. <laughs> Buy some more, charge more for the bread. You hire your lazy ass brother who sits in the basement and plays World of Warcraft and eats Cheetos. Really, World of Warcraft, the old geezers game. But I mean, what do you care? You can charge whatever you want. Now, you have probably met someone in your life who does not deserve all of the money he has. Elon Musk comes to mind. Uh, he, he deserved a swirly when he was a kid, and then he grew up to be the uh, bitch of a bunch of powerful people behind him. So you gotta take his money away. You want that money. So all you have to do is open a bread shop where you don't waste the resources. You measure carefully and put in the flour. You don't hire people who aren't productive. All you do is create static efficiency. Static efficiency is an efficiency from using resources more efficiently. Your existing resources, <coughs> you just don't waste them. That's all you have to do to take away his business because you have lower costs, you can charge a lower price. Static efficiency. But now you, madam, you look at her and say, she doesn't deserve that money. Wait a minute. If I rearrange the factors of production, I mean, I'll use more machines, fewer people on the line. I will use uh, more efficient lighting so I don't pay heavy light bills. I will get things done by changing. I won't use that kind of wheat because that's expensive and I'll, I'll use another kind of wheat. I will also put in other ingredients that will reduce the need for wheat and all this kind of thing. This is a change in technology. In your lifetimes, you have been given this sense. Technology is about computers. Technology in your home, technology in your car, technology in your ass. No, 
Technology is merely rearrange, a technological change is a change in the way the factors of production are deployed. A technolo technology is just how the resources are employed. By what factors of production? You have made a new kind of efficiency. It's called dynamic efficiency. Dynamic efficiency is the efficiency of using a new technology that brings down your costs. And so you can bring down the price of your bread. That's what you have done. And all of this, every step of the way, you did not do this because you love your customers. That's marketing. We love our customers. We, we die for our customers. We care about our customers. Oh, bullshit. You did what you did. Technological efficiency. To drive her out of business. And she did hers to put him into bankruptcy so his kids have to go to some low-end college like the University of Illinois. Oh, God, I'm podcast. Okay. You understand... What we're saying here is that greed is good. Greed is always cast as the evil, but greed is how we get efficiency. Greed makes us hungry. And in financial markets, greed is everything. We don't care about what happens to the people. But through that process, through Western capitalism, American capitalism, we have done this world that you see. Well, this world sucks. Oh, you didn't know uh, yeah, what it was. We have brought down the starvation rate in the world every year for 50 years. We are making everyone, we still have major problems, and a lot of those are with distribution. And a lot of the distribution problems are because of corruption and wars. We work our way to a better world for everyone because of enlightened self-interest. That's what we're doing here. That's our job in our world. Don't go doing what you do saying, well, I'm doing this because I love people or I care about Mother Gaia. Or, no, you do it because this is the way to a better world. And it works. It works. Trust me, even when I was a kid growing up, I grew up where there were outhouses and where you could eat food that would kill you, literally. And uh, there, that was that world. Now we've got a better world, and it needs to improve. Don't get me wrong about that. But at the same time, this is our pathway forward. And you have to remember that at all times. If it's inefficient, we'll find a way to fix that. And if we are unwilling to do it, that's our problem. That's why we have to be objective. You can have a leaning to the left or the right, however you want. But when we conduct business, when we make decisions for ourselves and for our families and for our corporations, we have to be cold. That's the way it is. That's the world we live in. And so we work from that basis. Now, at the end of this day, though, you have created the cheapest bread. But what happens if your bread, it's cheap, but it tastes like ass? You know what? I mean, on Yelp, well, the bread's cheap, but it tastes like ass. You know, that's not going to work. You know, mom brings her kid in there. And, no, mommy, I don't want that bread. That bread tastes like ass. Oh, shut up. It's, kids are starving. They'd love to have an ass sandwich. Uh, so ass, greed is good. Ass is bad. Guy up there, I dispute that. No, but... Uh, <laughs> but you understand that there are limits on what we do. And they are imposed by law and by the consumers that buy our products. We can't just go to the limit of greed because there will be stops on us. That is one of the greatest powers of a society that is well-organized, is that it regulates how we can satisfy that eternal hunger for more. That's what a war, the world is, and we can deny it. We can say, that's not the way I am, but we want more of everything, more of life, more of health, more of food, more of sex, more of everything. And when we do in business, we have to recognize that this is what we do, and then that is circumscribed by the society and its laws. 
Now, some people are more willing to press, push the boundaries than others. I mean, you have people, some of the most famous of your icons of business, Bill Gates, George Soros, uh, Steve Jobs. They were utter assholes, but they were fearless, and they just pushed forward way past where they should have. Can you do that? Almost none of you can, really, honestly. You have to find a better way than they did. Bill Gates, he, in the early 1990s, he and his little crew violated the hell out of antitrust laws. They did it because they were fearless. They knew that they wouldn't be stopped in time. And by the time the government came to them and started charging them with crimes, they would have so much money that they could beat any rap that came against them. That is them. I don't know if you're that way or not. I hope the hell not, because then I'll have to go and pop a cap in your ass. Uh, but the thing of it is, though, that this is our world. And everything, when you think about economics or finance, you think in terms of personal interest, of greed. What would the marginal, the last, the crazy mofo player do? And that's where you have to be. It's on that frontier at all times. And it's worse for you than it ever has been because we have, we as people, have the worst possible com competitor coming at us imaginable. It's called artificial intelligence. Now, right now, AI is just a marketing term. What's really going on is called fast machine learning. True AI, 10 years ago, I would have said it's 25 years away. For you, I'm saying it's three to five. When the AIs light up, oh God, jobs, the jobs that we do are going to be the first targets they, get, uh, they go after. So we have to be as good as possible or know where the plug is to unplug the damn things. But what we thought, saw as science fiction now in this age is considered a user's manual for the future, for God's sake. So you've got to be good. It can't be, lol, I'll find my way through this world and still, still love myself and enjoy my, uh, my quality personal time. It's going to be bad out there, and I want you to be hungry. And I'm going to teach you how to turn that hunger into skill sets that the AIs can't do. And that's just the way it has to be now. Wasn't that that way when I was started teaching 43 years ago it was but it is now now going back to these numbers you see that uh, S&P 500 the Dow 30 and then the Nasdaq and then the Russell 2000 there's something special about the one that doesn't have numbers you see the Dow 30 is a theoretical portfolio of 30 of the largest companies on earth. You just put them into a portfolio and see where it goes from day to day. Now you might hear me accidentally sometimes call it the Dow Industrial 30 because it was originally all these big ginormous industrial companies of the earth. And now they're virtually all service and entertainment types of companies. I, the originators of the Dow 30 would roll over in their graves if they knew that a mouse was, or Mickey was one of the companies in the 30. But looking at the flow of this market up and down is telling you what the expectations are for the largest companies of the earth. Now, the S&P 500, that's 500 massive companies, not necessarily as large as the 30. Most of them, if you remember, well, almost all of them, if you remember from your economics, they are monopolistic competitors. Most of you will either work for an S&P 500 company or you will be in a company that is dependent upon business from S&P 500 companies. They, this measures sort of the mid-range. To give you an idea, the S&P 500, the market cap, the total value of the equity of those 500 is about two-thirds of the value of all of the world's wealth. That, that is scary. Those 500 companies. So, in fact, you'll learn later, we are very interested in keeping track of what we call the world portfolio. The S&P 500 is a darn good proxy of the world portfolio. It's that massive. 
and then the NASDAQ. That is different. That's an actual exchange. Exchanges are like the New York Stock Exchange, the American Stock Exchange, the NASDAQ, and then the regional exchanges like the Philly Exchange, and, and then overseas, the London Exchange, the Tokyo Exchange, and all of those. This is an actual exchange. NASDAQ is a little different uh, from others because they have a physical platform. You see those shows where there's yelling and all these papers and people screaming at each other. Those are physical platforms like the New York Stock Exchange, the American Stock Exchange. NASDAQ is pure electronic. It was around even when I was running a penny stock house many, many years ago. I'd put up, someone wants to sell 600 shares. It'd pop up on the screen. All the market makers in the country would say, oh, well, someone, he's selling. I might pick up 200. And someone over, oh, I'd like to grab 100. And someone over there would say, I'll pick up a few hundred. And that, that's how that market works to this day at its core. It's nothing but an electronic Here's what I have to sell, or here's what I need to buy, and then the market will put it together, will fill the order if it can. That's the NASDAQ. So it's a little different, and like I said, it's been around forever. I, I mean, back in the day, before anyone even knew what computers were, this was there. It was back then we called them BBSs, bulletin board services. And the NASDAQ was, one, uh, was a bulletin board service. Now it's extraordinarily fancy and it's very powerful. Now the NASDAQ has mostly really small companies, high risk companies. That's why you'll see it bounce around. That number bounce around a lot more. The Dow 30, ugh, it's just these big companies, hardly anything affects them. And then the Standard Poor's 500 has more scrappy companies, they're monopolistic competitors, so they're fighting all the time. So you'll see it more reactive than the Dow. And then you'll see the NASDAQ the most reactive on a given day. They, they are, and what we can do is look at, well, here's the economic news that's out there right now. And here are the expectations. And we'll see how these different measures are reacting to that news. On some days, you'll, well, boy, that's a really important thing. And the markets will say, duh, we don't care. There's nothing really exciting happening. So they won't move. On other days, it's like, what the hell are they jumping around so much? Does anyone know why they're going crazy? Some days it's like just a flock of birds. They just suddenly, they're going crazy and no one knows what triggered it, but they're all going wild. So there's that. Now, let me take you over here. A couple, of mo a couple more markets. Now, you'll see me focus on the S&P 500, the Dow, and the NASDAQ. I don't pay too much attention. The Russell 2000 is 2,000 stocks, but it's like they're all over the board. It doesn't really tell you much about any given uh, sector of the economy. It doesn't tell you really any, anything much about scale of the company and its reactions to, uh, and its reactions or all that. Now crude oil, that's a commodity market. Now the crude you're seeing here, there are many different kinds of crude. Crude, this is the benchmark, Brent Light Sweet Crude. But there are many others. I was in oil and gas down in Texas. I started as a consultant for a wildcat group, and then I got involved in the actual doing it. And what pulls out of the ground in the patch is stinky, hot sludge, dinosaur farts, and all of that kind of stuff that have cooked down to uh, tar. But this crude that you're seeing here is like the benchmark. It's the best of the best. And it has been, and uh, you could even hear my podcast from last spring, it's been bouncing around in a band between about 72 and 82 for some time. It's up towards the higher end of the band right now. So that might mean the gasoline prices should be going up in a couple of weeks. But there are other factors. Crude oil isn't used just to make gasoline. It makes distillates. Distillates are like kerosene, diesel fuel, jet fuel. So there's like that can cause the price of gasoline to go up or down regardless of what's happening to the price of crude. But still, you see crude is up near the top of its band. That means we should be seeing gas prices that are a little more expensive right now. 
Now, over here, gold is a commodity. Gold is weird because there's a lot of activity because of speculators in gold. These apocalypse freaks, every time they think that the end of the world is coming, they go and buy a ton of gold. And then when it doesn't, they sell it. So gold can bounce around a lot because of what we call the gold bugs. A better measure of metals would be silver. Silver supply and demand are driven mostly by the need and availability of silver for industrial and cosmetics, which is relatively stable over at least reasonably uh, intermediate periods of time. Now, the euro and uh, uh, Great, British, uh, Great Britain pound, these are currencies. This is, I teach a course in international finance. Matter of fact, one of the courses I taught down in Central America was an MBA course in international finance. These are very important in that world. And I'll try to give you a little bit of heads up on this because it just makes you a more informed person. But right here, see these bonds? This is not a price. This is the opposite of the price, the yield. Now you'll see later in the course that the yield and the price are mathematically inversely related. So if I see yields going up, that means prices are going down. Prices would be going down in a case like this because investors are selling their bonds and that would probably suppress price and drive yield up. But we'll talk, and I'll just keep saying this. In my class, I say something over and over again because that works better than just giving you a stupid definition and moving on. As you hear the language, you begin to be able to mimic the language, and then you begin to understand the language. Now, I'm not going to talk about Bitcoins and Ethereum and all that in this class. If you want to learn about that from me, you can kiss my ass. Uh, okay, see this? See the number? That means it's an index of some kind. Nikkei is 220, Nikkei 225 is 225 big corporation stocks on the Tokyo Exchange. Okay, now the FTSC, the Financial Times, that is a hundred big companies on the London Exchange. So think about the world in this way now. Tokyo was alive when we were in bed last night. The sun was up there and this is when this exchange was running. And as the sun rolled across the sky and set in Tokyo, it began to rise in Europe and then in London. And then the clock started there. And then all of a sudden, the London exchange was alive. And then as the sun was setting, rolling across the Atlantic, it was rising here in the United States and our markets woke up this morning. And then when the sun goes down here, it will start to rise in Tokyo and the wheel of time will have made one turn in an eternal cycle. The world is alive 24-7. And the more you tap that clock, hold your hand against it and feel it, you realize that this small little window of your life, my life, our lives, is nothing compared to this wheel of, the of time in the capitalist world that we are going to try to be masters of to the extent that we can. Thank God you've got the greatest professor who ever lived to guide you across the wheel. That's all I have for you today. I thank you.